0: Bruce Bullock, I'm director of the McGuire Energy Institute at the SMU Cox School of Business.
1: Thank you for joining the program here today. Coming off of the railroad uh, commission meeting, the Texas Railroad Commission meeting down in uh, well Texas, I guess, uh, talking about really some unprecedented things when we're looking at the grand scheme of just the way, I guess, recent memory has been where there's talks about the state directing some oil cuts some production cuts kind of directed by I guess the president and I'm just you know this is all really new in fact uh, I interviewed a a colleague of yours earlier and uh, since it was during the middle of the day we said boy this information is so hot off the press it's white hot it's like right in the middle hot so uh, uh, Bruce Bullock thank you for joining us today now it is at the end of business day after 5 p.m. and are the meetings now done?
0: Uh, they are, uh, I, I clicked off about an hour ago. Oh, okay, um, so
1: they might be going into overtime.
0: Yeah, you know, they're limiting testimony to about three minutes a person plus questions. Uh, and so, uh, but they they indicated that they probably wouldn't have a decision until the end of the week.
1: Okay, so it, it was looking like, that's what I thought earlier when I kind of ch- looked in earlier. <laughs> I saw that they were not going to have a decision by the end of the day that they were going to be just basically taking testimonies, and it looked like it was pretty pretty controlled in terms of time, um, which is fine. I get that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this is really unprecedented times. And so on one hand, I am glad they're not rushing into anything. But on the other hand, um, it's, it's you know, we need a decision last week, and that's the way the oil and gas industry has always been, I guess. But what is your reaction just kind of, you know, processing – Pretty much, I don't know from the from the sounds of it, you got most of the day's meetings in, if not all, but an hour's worth. But I mean, you, you took in most of it. It sounds like. So, what what did you sound What, what did you take away?
0: Uh, I took in most of the meeting today. I, when I came into it, I would have guessed maybe a twenty five percent chance that the that the uh, Railroad Commission would act. Uh, there were a lot of people, especially larger companies, that were lined up against this. Um, but the longer the day went on, um, the more the arguments in favor of this and the kind of questioning that went on by the commissioners um, seemed to pique their interest a little bit. So, you know, I, I would think uh, the odds now, maybe more like 50 50 that uh, you know, that they may take a hard look at this uh, by the end of the week. Uh, it, it, um, it, it, it seemed to make a lot, uh, there, let me put it this way, there were a lot more compelling arguments at the end of the day than there were at the beginning.
1: Well, I interviewed a colleague of yours, James Coleman, and really we were talking about a number of different things, but we could tell that there really was a silver lining through the whole thing, that, listen, this is not all the information that we want to hear at this time, but we need to take a step back and realize this is, this is the biggest oil boom probably in the history of the planet. Now, I get that there was a big one when it first started out, but $100 oil, this was a big decade for oil and gas, and this kind of took off. Now, it was a one-two supply punch, so it's really hard to... I guess, agree on anything because it's such extremes that have happened. And that's why I kept going back to really, when you look at the silver lining here, you're going to have a great opportunity for the environmentalists to really stop going after oil and gas and understanding the value of oil and gas, whether it's from the healing and the helping of the coronavirus or it's the redu- reduction of emissions that is happening just out of sheer, you know, inactivity. Um, trust me, I'm sure that wasn't lost in the meetings, um, the, the, the reduction of flaring. The, the other thing that I wanted to point out was this is a really good opportunity and chance for a lot of the technology and innovation to get caught up. And so when things kind of do get back to that normal capacity or back to where it's at, it's going to be really much cleaner and much more environmentally friendly, and maybe even even produce a few more jobs. So that's my silver lining. And I don't—I I wasn't a part of the meetings like you were today. Was that discussed? Either one of those two silver linings I just brought up?
0: Absolutely, especially the one where uh, you know slowing down production a little bit and a couple of years out where technology is is, is likely to be. Uh, better and quite frankly that um that oil is likely to be more of more value to both the state uh and the mineral holders uh two Ooh. three years from now uh than it is now and so that was discussed uh at at, uh, at length uh, that uh, you know we can yeah we can we can sell it now and Prices you know, go down to $10 a barrel or you know, we begin to take some action here and you know, maybe we keep the bottom from falling out of the market. And two or three years from now, if we can get prices back up to $50 a barrel, uh, then um, the oil is worth a lot more to the state in terms of taxes, jobs, and so forth uh, than it would be by selling it right now.
1: Were people having a difficult time understanding the cutbacks to get increases?
0: Well, their their biggest argument was that the the capital markets and their own actions uh, were tending to cut it back anyway. Um, but the those in favor um, of the railroad commission uh, doing this. Uh, we're saying, well, that may well be true, but you know, it may be December or January before we get there. Whereas the, regla- uh, the regulatory body, the, the Railroad Commission, has the ability to be able to take this production off the market the 1st of May. Uh, so this is an opportunity uh, to make a real meaningful impact or certainly a signal uh to the markets uh, in fairly short order and you know they also kind of do the comparison to opec in the sense that you know, opec is still reliant upon voluntary uh, uh compliance by all of their members and it's going to take them a while to dial this back and and so forth whereas if the railroad commission and let's say the other state corporation commissions uh, look at this and say, yeah, that's a good idea, and Oklahoma's already decided to at least look at this issue, uh, then we might be able to have a more meaningful impact quickly. And so uh, uh, the timing issue is, is something that I think the proponents were able to uh, really impress upon the commission.
1: I'd like to ask you a couple of questions being from outside of Texas. I, I, I don't understand Texas because I'm not from Texas. I, um, I like Texas. I'd like to understand Texas more. But when I was in Texas a few years ago, um, you know, it's, it is different. When you think you, you understand it, something happens and then you don't. And so I looked at my buddy and he said, let me tell you this, Jason. He goes, we, we had a family down the street moved in back when that Kennedy guy was in office and they're still the newcomers here. And so I went, okay, I got you. I understand Texas, Gotcha. So with that being said, um, Texas is really, does have quite a bit of bravado. And um, when I start hearing things like the state is gonna cut back production, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is California comes to Colorado, comes to New York, was that brought up in the meetings at all today that, you know, we're not going to allow the state to come in and, and regulate, or does the Railroad Commission have the respect and the authority to where people are like, okay, we're, we're going to listen to you, or is there that bravado?
0: You are absolutely spot on with that comment. And that was the biggest objection, was uh, a philosophical one of a governmental body that um, uh injecting themselves into a free market no question about it and uh the 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 folks pointed out you know that look up until about 1970 that's how the state ran the business and oh by the way that's how the oil industry was built uh um but um since that time in the 50 years that uh have ensued uh it's been uh, it has not been that way in texas but uh no question that 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 sentiment still holds and it's one of those things where there are probably some producers around there and i suspect my email box will be full in the morning when i say this that are opposed philosophically to this kind of thing but if the railroad commission went ahead and did it um they probably wouldn't be that opposed in practice
1: well, and my my follow up question is this: is and I'm really happy you answered the way you did because that's the way my mind was. And I'm and and there should be that discussion actually. There should be because, there you know, Texas is a lot like North Dakota where I'm from, and we're, we're very much into individual property rights and we're very much into free market, et cetera. The one thing though that we forget, you know, North Dakota they've got a state uh, um, bank. They've got a state mill, and a lot of that was to protect the interests of the citizens back in the day when it was first built. Whether that's the case today is a different argument. Um, The reason I brought up the Texas Railroad Commission is because, you know, I was talking to your colleague earlier, you know, James Coleman, about this, that for me, the Texas Railroad Commission always had the symbolism that the trains run on time. And whether it's a train or a pipeline or an oil tanker, that type of thing, the Railroad Commission, in my mind, illustrated the, the, the flow of energy and the flow of the market. And you know, the railroad and oil and gas really were that. I mean, back in the railroad first started, they were the market. Oil and gas has been the marketplace. In fact, it's been the only job creator the last 10 years anyway we, we James uh, Coleman and I we got into and he brought this up where Texas really is its own little OPEC so that's what I mean by the Texas powerhouse was that brought up at all that you know Texas really is a powerhouse at the end of the day and they are kind of their own little OPEC
0: it, it sure was brought up <laughs> it, 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 no it was br- it was brought up uh, I'm not sure it was brought up in those terms but it was brought up that certainly, Number one, uh, you know, the Texas Railroad Commission is probably the premier oil and gas regulatory commission in the world um, and that other states looked at it to take a lead. Um, and they train a lot of regulatory officials around the world uh, so that uh, you know, other, other jurisdictions would clearly be looking for them to, uh, uh, to act on this. Uh, and then, um, and then, number two, that uh, uh, you know, this th- this is not something. As I said, this is not something new. Uh, this kind of expertise was uh, uh, how the industry was built in Texas, uh, and how um, you know, how the Railroad Commission got its reputation and built its expertise. There was a pretty good uh, point brought up, if you will, by Commissioner Craddock. She brought up the point, look, if we do decide to go down this road, one of the challenges is we're not sure how to do it. Uh, um, There's nobody around anymore that was on staff by then or was a commissioner back then. Uh, We're going to need some help from industry. Uh, in, term, in, in determining exactly how to allocate these cuts, you know, do you let producers trade these cuts, if you will, uh, and so forth, which I thought was a good point. Uh, but it also, I think, signaled an openness on their part uh, that if they go down this direction, look, um, help us out on this.
1: That is really interesting you said that because as you said it, you know, opened up, I was writing down, um I'll I'll read it word for word here. Commissioner Craddock displayed honesty, which showed weakness and strength. And I that's how I look at it. Like I, I I think that's a very good point to bring it up. That, you know, it it was a strength, but at the same time it also showed a weakness. And um I I, I just got to side with I'm glad that she brought up the honest portion rather than tried to lie and say they're on top of it. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I'll give you an opportunity to actually just kind of opine a little bit, you know, what you thought about Commissioner Craddock's comments in response to mine, and also what did you think of just the day in general?
0: I I thought she was spot on with her comments. She comes, uh, she's actually the the. Daughter uh, of a, a former state legislator who ran an OFL service company, so she's grown up in this business, and uh, and so you know she she knows what she's talking about, uh, and I think she also understands there's there's people out there that, that can can certainly help the the railroad commission uh and there is an equity argument here um the, the, the smaller there are some smaller producers that feel like uh they would be unfairly burdened by this and so they want to appear sensitive to this and therefore whatever they decide to do um they want input from all corners and so she she's proven herself to be i think uh, uh, a fair and open commissioner in that regard and you know, I, I I certainly am am very glad that uh, she asked the kind of question that she did, and, and I think it was displayed displayed elsewhere. Also, I, I, I just in my uh, uh, overall impression of the day, I thought the questions were were very good and on point. I think the commission had looked at its legal responsibility fairly closely uh, in terms of what it has the power to do and what it doesn't have the power to do, because the last thing it wants to do is to is to act and then have this thing tied up in court for the next three or four months. Uh, so they, I think they've got a pretty good idea of what they can and can't do. And so they asked a lot of questions. That uh, uh, were in in that kind of realm, and so uh, they've built a pretty good record, if you will, uh, in terms of really acting either way. Uh, but I, as I said, I, I I think the needle moved a little more uh, towards the reduction than uh, than I would have thought it would. Whether or not they politically can kind of throw their a uh, lot in with OPEC. I, I I don't know. But you know, you, you talked to my colleague earlier, James Coleman, and I think he's got some really, really good points on how you you know, how you can do that. There are enough benefits to it uh such that it's really in our self interest, um, not simply OPEX.
1: Well, here's what I can tell you is the reason I wrote down strengths and weaknesses is, is is not because I know anybody involved. So, I mean, that's the nice thing about being from out of state is that you can kind of take a look in without a political, you know, um, um, monocle or even bifocals, if you will. This is just pretty simple that right now we're in a time where true leadership needs to rise to the top. And by you know, Commissioner Craddock even bringing up the question, that's real leadership because she's saying I don't I don't know the answer and I'm going to rely on the other leaders that are supposed to lead us through this. And in my opinion, the reason that was even brought up to begin with is to kind of gut check everybody here. It's like, "Okay, guys, I know we play politics from time to time and we we have our special interests, but now's not the time. We actually got to guide through this together without special interests and that sort of thing." I don't know if that was the message that was sent but that's kind of how I interpret those types of things when somebody mentions a comment that we're all thinking yet nobody has the guts to say it and then when that person has the guts to say it good for them you know and it it makes us think and so I just wanted to mention that because I do think that is why people are mentioning the obvious comments that we are very taken back that people mention you know (laughs) like because what you're saying I'm thinking you know it's good she mentioned that, but actually, it's kind of common sense. You know what I mean? So it's um. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that.
0: I think one other thing that came up was 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 look, uh, you know, for the past several years, uh, even though we saw some recovery from the 2014 downturn, it still has been almost you know death by a thousand paper cuts, if you will. Uh, to this industry. You know, the capital flow hasn't come into it the way we wished. Um, the The environmental community's been been hard on it uh, and so forth. Um, so we've kind of had that going on for the past two or three years. You know, the percentage of the S&P 500 <clears throat> over the past uh, 25, 30 years has gone from uh, like 25% down to, Two percent for the energy industry, and uh, um, we got to do something. And so uh, uh, somebody gotta, somebody's got to somebody's got to take the lead on this. You know, COVID nineteen um, isn't another paper cut; it's a two by four up the side of the head. <laughs> and so maybe this is the thing that pushes us over the top uh, to take some meaningful action. If you will, to, uh, um, to 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 get us headed in the right direction.
1: Uh, kind of some final thoughts here, wrapping up. What did you take away from today's uh, Texas Railroad Commission? What's the next step? What do you want to see done? Um, also, give make make sure you plug your school of business too. <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. Um, yeah, we're we're going to be watching it pretty closely this week. A uh, lot of discussion going on on both social media and in the um uh, and i'm sure behind closed doors in austin uh, you know I, i'm at the cox school of business at smu at the maguire energy institute and uh you know we're getting quite a few inquiries and have been uh communicating back and forth with some of the industry folks on this and uh, you know if they do decide to go forward, we'll, we'll probably help put some recommendations forward in terms of um, how this needs to work uh, and so forth. And I'm sure there'll be others as well. but uh, uh, I'm, I'm more hopeful at the end of today that some meaningful action will be taken uh, than I was going into it.